me. I was wondering where that got to, where I put it at. Amen. Turn your Bibles tonight, please. The book of Second Timothy, chapter 1 and verse number 8. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse number 8. That's about all we'll uh, get done tonight. About one verse. Find your place, say Amen. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse number 8. The Bible says this. <clears throat> Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. So in our last study here, uh, we began reading in verse number 6, and we looked in verse number 6, uh, where the Bible says this. The Bible said in 2 Timothy 1 and 6, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of hands. Now if you'll remember tonight, what had happened in those days is that young Timothy had been called by God, and had been called to the mission field in those days. And we see tonight, young Timothy had been approved by God, and we see that he had been approved by by men as well because they laid their hands on him. The church sent him out to do the work uh, for the Lord. So with that in our minds as we said in our last study, what young Timothy was now to do here while he was out there on that mission field is that he was to stir up the gift that the Lord had given him. Now the gift that was given him tonight was obviously the gift of preaching the gospel and the gift of looking over a flock that God had blessed him to look over because that's exactly what he was doing in those days. Now, you know, he could not be doing anything for the Lord Jesus Christ if he was not exercising that gift that he had been blessed with and which the Lord gave him. Now, if you've been blessed with a gift, as we said in our last study, I just want to say it again just in case you didn't get it, amen. Use that gift that you've been blessed with for the glory of God. Hey, I'm just going to brag on the church a little bit tonight. It's all about the Lord. But friend, Brother J.R. has been blessed with the gift of teaching, amen. Now, what if he said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to stand up on Sunday morning. Lord, I'm not going to do that. Well, we've it's a blessing, wouldn't we, from it? Hey, if God's blessed you with something, use it for the glory of God. Amen. While young Timothy was on the battlefield, while young Timothy was preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, he was to stir up and he was to use the gift that God had blessed him with. And what we need in our days is not gifted people. There's plenty of gifted people, amen. There's plenty of them. But friend, what we need are some people in our day and in our time simply tonight who will take their gift and use it for the glory of God. Hey, there's many piano players sitting at the house not using the gift for the glory of God. What a sad day it is. God's got several. He's blessed them to be able to play music, amen. But they don't use it for His honor and for His glory. So He's going to have to stir up the gift that God had given him. So in our last study, we read verse number 6. Then we read verse number 7 as well. The Bible says this. The Bible says in verse number 7, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So as we said in our last study, it's not the great God of heaven tonight that gives us the spirit of fear. It's the devil and his angels who want you to operate in fear tonight. It's the devil tonight who wants that lost person that's uh, sitting there struggling with getting saved. It's the devil tonight that wants them to operate in a spirit of fear and let them hold on to the, the 
the pew or whatever it is they hold on to and not get saved and born again. Well, I'll have to stand in front of the crowd. Well, guess what? That's Satan getting in your mind and wanting you not to move and wanting you not to get born again. Well, that's exactly what happens when it comes to witnessing to somebody for us that are saved. Well, what happens? Well, I can't do that. That's called spirit of fear. The last thing Satan wants any of us to do tonight is witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're lost tonight, the last thing he wants you to do is get saved. Amen. And friend, I'll let y'all in on one of my secrets tonight. We're not going to operate and do much for the Lord with a spirit of fear, are we? I'll let you in on one of my secrets tonight so y'all can laugh. Amen. But I'm afraid of spiders. And uh, I, that's not real popular, amen, but I, I don't like them things. I mean, friend, you get me around one with a gun, I'm liable to shoot it. Amen. I hate them, but you know, one thing I've noticed tonight is that when one spider gets real close to me, and when one gets on me, there's not a whole lot I can do for you or for anybody else except this. And I'm not helping a thing. Amen. But that's exactly tonight the way the devil wants us to be. He wants us to be afraid. He wants us to be scared. He wants us to not be able to do anything for ourselves or for anybody else when it comes to doing anything for God. Friend, he wants lost people to fear to come to Lord Jesus Christ so he can take them to hell. That's what the devil wants. He wants the child of God tonight to operate in fear because if we tell somebody about Lord Jesus Christ, they can get saved and born again, and that's another one the devil won't give. See, we don't operate in fear tonight. Amen. That's what the devil wants. He's tricked many a folk in our day to sit in their pew. He's tricked many a folk in our day to just sit there and not make a move because he said, oh, just wait till next time. Just wait till next time. There's a lot of folks in hell tonight who the devil told to wait till next time and there was no next time. Friends, you never know. It's serious business. But how sad it is tonight when the devil wants us to operate in fear. And how sad it is tonight the many times that we let Him. How many times have we let Him? God does not give us the spirit of fear. He gives us the spirit of love. And not only to love Christ, but as Brother J.R. said in Sunday school, uh, He gives us the spirit to love the brethren. And boy, that's one thing we ought to do tonight. The day we got saved and born again, God gave us the spirit of power which lies in the gospel. God gave us the spirit of love. Then God has given us the spirit of a sound mind. You know what God said? God said, I'll give you common sense if you stay in my word of God. Hey, everything we need is right there. There's a whole lot of common sense in there. Uh, you know, the, uh, parents, listen to your children. That ought to be common sense if you get in, the, in your Bible. Uh, now, flesh don't want to do that. There's something in you that says, I need to listen. And then there's something that says, no, I really don't want to, though. But you know, uh, young Timothy was out there serving God. And what he was to do tonight is he was to stir up his gift in which God had given him. And he was to do those things found in the Word of God tonight. He was to do those things without fear. That's exactly what we ought to do in our day and in our time as well. What have we to fear tonight, really, when Jesus Christ is so near? Friend, He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Friend, why should we worry when heaven is our shore? Hey, friend, we're on that old ship of Zion tonight. And one of these days, that thing's going to dock and we ain't never coming back again. We're going to be heaven bound forever for the rest of our lives. Hey, what should we really fear tonight? But with those things in our mind, let's get back in our Bible. Let's read verse 8. 
The Bible said, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. You know, the last thing the devil wants you to do is give your testimony. Now, he don't like that either. Amen. But if young Timothy is going to be able to go on for the glory of God, he was not going to have to fear. And we see tonight, he was not going to have to be ashamed. Wow. Now in this part of the verse, we see the word ashamed. The word ashamed means affected by shame, abashed or confused by guilt, or a conviction of some criminal action. Have you ever done anything you've been ashamed of? Boy, I have. Lots of things. Have you ever got caught by your parents? And it doesn't matter how old you are. You ever got caught by your parents? You say, I'm so ashamed. Amen. Awful quiet out there tonight. Amen. Uh, Sure you have. Listen, I've watched our little girl. And I've seen that that she's back-talked me and Amy before. And we'll correct her and say, Hey, you don't need to talk to us like that. You know what will happen? She'll get ashamed in the tears. And start running from her eyes. She said, Why am I crying? It's because you feel bad for what you've done. But, friend, there are times I think tonight we should be ashamed. Sometimes our actions can make us ashamed. Amen. But there's one thing that we should never be ashamed of tonight. What is that? Exactly what young Timothy should not be ashamed of. Hearing the Word of God. Friend, listen. That's we should not be ashamed of our testimony for the Lord. Friend, you've got to remember. Now, young Timothy was living in a day where there was persecution on every hand. And if you said that you were a Christian in those days, you didn't just get people talking about you and laughing about you, friend. You could lose your head. They'd cut your head off. But as far as historians can tell us tonight, during this time, it's been said Christians were being slaughtered in the Roman arena. There was that big Roman arena there. And they had put these men in there and they'd fight. But lots of times what happened is it wouldn't be a fair fight and they'd just go ahead and kill the Christian. So they were putting this arena for folks to watch and laugh and make fun of them while they were beheaded. And then they were being burned alive in front of the statue of what they called uh, where they worship the sun god at. And they'd put them to death right there. So friend, listen, when looking at the things from this point of view tonight, it makes me ashamed of the stance I take for the Lord Jesus Christ in our day when we live in a country that is full of religious freedom and religious liberty in our day. Friend, when Paul was writing this letter to young Timothy, this was a time in which Christians had no peace except for the peace that Jesus Christ had put in their heart and into their lives. And it's been said that they didn't have peace for 300 years. Persecuted, killed for 300 years. And here's Paul in a jail cell writing to young Timothy. Timothy, don't be ashamed of your testimony of the Lord. Wow. So even though there was no peace for the child of God, this was a time in which young Timothy and the believers were not to be ashamed of the very name of the Lord. Friend, it was not time for them to hide their light under a bushel. But instead of hiding, instead of being ashamed tonight, this was a time to dare like Daniel to blaze abroad the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hey, this was a time in which young Timothy needed to stand up and have a backbone for the Lord Jesus Christ for him and to keep on spreading the gospel for the Lord to see souls get saved and born again and pave the way for you and I tonight all the way back then. 
We can stand here tonight because of what those men did all the way back to the Word of God. Wow. So this was a time in which young Timothy needed to have a backbone. So young Timothy was to face unflinchingly tonight the hardships that laid ahead of him. And even though he was a church leader, even though uh, because tonight he was a church leader during those days, even though being a church leader, that put a mark on young Timothy's head. They were out to get him because he was leading a church there and preaching and teaching them the gospel. But friend, no matter what the cause, and no matter uh, what would happen, he was not to be ashamed of his testimony. What an example for us to live by tonight. Hey, the last time I checked, we're not going to get killed because of our testimony. Now folks might laugh at us. Let them laugh. Amen. Let them go ahead. Folks may talk bad about us. Folks may make fun of us behind our back. Well, guess what? They did for you got saved too. Just let them talk. Amen. But listen, the Bible said in Romans 1 and 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth. My friend, we should not ever be ashamed to share the gospel and the truths about the Word of God. Hey, God still yet makes man for woman and woman for man, does He not? And by the way, when God, uh, 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 when you get born, God automatically uh, creates you into a woman or, or, or a boy, does He not? That's still right, amen. Folks may talk about you stand for the book, but listen, they could be beheaded for their testimony. They could be slaughtered for their testimony. They could be burned at the stake for their testimony. They could be persecuted for their testimony. And most likely, the only thing that can happen to us here is we can get made fun of. Friend, what we need in our day is we need to do exactly what young Timothy was doing in his day. And that is we need to never be ashamed of our testimony. You know, I've seen many folks get saved because somebody has stood up and said, I want to testify. And then they get to bragging on what God's done for them. I've seen folks run the altar because of somebody give their testimony. Friend, listen, I've heard folks get inspired to just serve God in their life because somebody stood up and told them what God had done for them. Hey, we shouldn't be ashamed of what the Lord's done for us. Everywhere young Timothy went, he was not to be ashamed of his testimony for the Lord. Neither should we. Friend, we bear a name on us tonight if you're saved and born again. And that name is a name that's greater than any other name. There's more power in that name than there is in the White House. There's more power in that name than there is in politics tonight. And that name is the name of Jesus Christ. Friend, aren't you glad tonight that we bear His name? Young Timothy could have been killed for even using the name of Jesus Christ. And you and I might get made fun of. We might get talked about. But friend, what we ought to never do is be ashamed of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Friend, He's the only one that can pull you out of a devil's hell. Friend, if Brother Allen come to your house and pulled you out of a house fire, I don't think I'd be ashamed to tell Brother Allen to save my life. Jesus Christ pulled us out of a fire and burning hell. And we ought not to ever be ashamed of what He's done for us. Friend, what we ought to never do tonight is be ashamed in the name of Christ. Never be ashamed to give your testimony. Hey, when God knocks on your heart, don't sit there. Amen. Say, I just want to brag on him. I just want to tell somebody what he's done for me. Friend, listen. Timothy is not to be afraid. Let's look at this verse tonight where the Bible also says, nor of me as prisoner. Now, young Timothy tonight was not only to be not be ashamed of his testimony to the Lord, 
He wasn't to be ashamed of his brother Paul either, hearing the Word of God. He was not to be ashamed of Paul tonight, the very fact of his name. Uh, so at the name of Paul tonight, why why, why'd Paul say that? Listen, friend, I bet when Caesar and his army heard the name of Paul, I bet they got plumb mad. You know, why you say that? Many people had stopped serving Caesar in those days and had started serving God all because of the fact that Paul came preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, I'm sure that if young Timothy had spoken the name of Paul, his own life, would also be in danger. Amen. They did not like Paul. He's in prison. That's why he's there. And But Paul was getting that tonight here is that he was not to walk in fear. I'm going somewhere with all this. Just hold on. He was not to be ashamed of his friend who had done the things that were right in the sight of God. You know, there were many people in those days who hated the name of Paul but young Timothy tonight was not to hate that name because Paul's the one who led him to the Lord after all. But friend, you know what tonight? Some of you youngins listen to me. You can get many friends in this life tonight. All through school, you can get friends everywhere you go. But the best friends that you can ever get tonight are the friends who just talk to you about the Lord. You hear me well. Amen. It's not the friend who will try to get you to go drink. It's not the friend who will try to get you to go smoke. Who's the best friend you can have? Saved friends, good friends, friends that'll have you back. Amen. Listen, so there are friends that talk to you about the Lord, and even though they may be talked about, they, you may get talked about, they're still the best friends you'll ever have. Friend, I've got a lot of friends in my day that are best friends. I really do. But the best friends that I've got are my saved friends. You know, they've been there for me when I've needed something. Those other friends, a lot of times, aren't. But you say friends will be there. Amen. And I said amongst my friends tonight as well. But listen, as this thing goes on, and as we stand for what is right tonight in our day, we need to be like young Timothy. And we need not to be ashamed of one another. Church family, don't be ashamed of one another. Do we agree on everything? Probably not. But don't be ashamed of one another. Hey, we're saved. We're born again. We're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, there's no reason we should be ashamed of one another. So Paul was saying, young Timothy, don't be ashamed of my name either. He said, I'm the one who prayed for you while I'm down here in a jail cell. He said, I'm the one that's pulling for you. While you're out there on the battlefield, he said, I'm the one who preached to you the truth, the word of God. Even though they heard, it's still the truth. And friend, if you get a friend to tell you the truth, you've got a good one. Amen. But listen, young Timothy saying, uh, Paul was saying, young Timothy, don't forget my name. You're my son the faith. So young Timothy wasn't to forget his friend, which is Lord Jesus Christ, and he wasn't to forget his brother either. So he was not to be ashamed of them. But now let's look at something else. Look where the Bible also says, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel. Boy, that's not real popular. Uh, Smiley might not say that. But there is afflictions that comes with the gospel. As young Timothy was preaching the gospel to the lost, as young Timothy was trying to be a blessing to the church, he was to remember tonight that with the gospel comes some afflictions. Now listen, this part of the verse tonight, the word afflictions means this, a state of pain, distress, or grief. Whoever says that once you get saved, all is going to be fine is lying. That's a lie. 
Amen. If you're going to spread the gospel, and if you're going to try to do anything for God, I'm not trying to discourage you tonight. I'm telling you the truth. But uh, friend, listen, there's going to be some battles. There's going to be some afflictions. There's going to be some trials in your life. And there's going to be problems. And friend, I'll be honest with you today, me and my wife got saved. The devil tried to attack our home. Amen. And he almost won, but God seemed fit to keep us together. And I'm glad he did. But you know what? Young Timothy, while he was on the front line fighting for the Lord, he He's going to have to learn tonight that afflictions were going to come up in his life. And I'm not proud of this at all tonight. But when I was young and didn't know any better or did know better and didn't care, there was a girl at my school who was saved. Now, I was lost as a ball in high weeds. But me being as kind as I was back in those days, when I was in school, I'd make fun of her. I would. And I wasn't the only one. But what happened is she had become a partaker of the affliction of the gospel. And it was my fault. But you know what? What happened is when she wouldn't get mad at me, I think a little bit about that. So I can't make her mad for nothing. I tried. But you know what? Some years later, me and my wife got saved. There's that same girl sitting on the church pew, going to her home church now. Me and her husband, some of the best friends that you've ever seen. But listen, friend, uh, what I'm getting at tonight is don't be afraid to suffer affliction for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, she had a big part to do with me getting saved as well. She suffered affliction, but friend, I got saved out of it. I'm glad she did. I'm glad she didn't knock me square in the mouth. Amen? So I probably wouldn't. But friend, I bet that young Timothy was the only Bible some people in his day would ever read. As he was walking around there with Christians being persecuted. And friend, we're the only Bibles that people may ever read in our day. See, there's some afflictions that come with being a child of God tonight. But the good news of being saved tonight is the good news far outweighs the bad news. Amen. Uh, you know what? As a matter of fact tonight, you're going to suffer affliction whether you're saved or not. Things are going to happen in your life. But you know, when you get saved, somebody's there with you through every trouble, through every trial, through every tribulation. And John uh, 16 and 33 says this, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. Now the Bible also said, In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Friend, not only was young Timothy going to suffer affliction as a child of God, but now let's also look at something else in this verse as well. Let's put this verse together now. Look at it all. See if it's going to help us. The last part of this verse. Let's put it together. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Yeah, there's going to be afflictions for the child of God. We've established that. Young Timothy tonight was expected to partake of those afflictions. Now, in those afflictions though tonight, those afflictions, read your Bible, were according to the power of God. Of God. What does that mean tonight? What that means is that those afflictions in those problems, right there is also the power of God. Friend, glory, hallelujah. In this verse, the word power that's mentioned tonight is talking about the inseparable power of God. It's talking about the power of God uh, who has so much power tonight that at the beginning of the world, He flung the stars up in heaven with His fingertips. I don't know done that and all, but you can imagine in your mind with me tonight. And we're talking about the God who's got so much power. Amen. That He's put the sun up there. And then He's got so much power that He put the moon up there. So that means that in our problems and in our tribulations, 
tribulation and in our afflictions, that same God has power to help in those situations. Friend, in those afflictions in which young Timothy and those afflictions that you and I are going to face in this life, there's something that's with us tonight and that is the absolute power of Almighty, Almighty, I mean Almighty, all-knowing and that's our God. Now, friend, He's with us in every trouble. I might get it out in a minute. But that great power that God has tonight does not mean that it will stop the afflictions from coming our way. Now, you've got to understand that. And that power might not always be made available to deliver us from our enemies. And the reason for that tonight, why... Do we go through things? Why does bad things happen to good people? I hear that question all the time. I'll tell you why. Is that through the enemy, through the many afflictions that we have in our lives tonight, that's when we truly learn to trust God. Think about it tonight. What if nothing bad ever happened to you? How would you know how to trust Him? How many times has bad things come in your life but God has proved that you can just trust Him? You can just trust Him. Friend, now I don't understand why some things happen to some people. I'm not, I don't know that. But I know one thing. That in the affliction, there's the power of God. Friend, God is most likely working out His plan in our lives to make us better Christians for the Lord and His purpose if we just get our minds on that. Listen, the Bible said in Romans 8 and 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them. Here's the key to that love God. Amen. Let me read that verse again. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who were called according to His purpose. So uh, the Bible did not say all things work together for good. The Bible said all things work together for good to them who love God. Amen. So afflictions will come. Heartaches will come. Temptations will come. Bad things in our lives will come because the Bible said it would. The Bible said in Job 14 and verse number 1, man that is born of a woman's few days and full of trouble and the Word of God didn't lie. The Bible tells us that things will come our way. Troubles will come our way. Preacher, you're just bringing me down. Hold on a minute. I'm going to help us. But listen, trouble will come our way and it's all because of Eve. It's all because of Adam, what they've done in the garden. But friend, in knowing that afflictions will come tonight, in knowing that trouble will come our way, for those of us that are Satan and born again, yeah, trouble will come our way, but right in the middle of our trouble and right there in the middle of it all, friend, is the power of God which is always available for us to keep us from falling and failing even in the midst of the worst trouble and the worst trial we could ever be in. Friend, the very power of God may not keep us away from trouble tonight. It may not keep trouble and afflictions from popping up in our lives tonight, but the power of God will always give us the strength that we need to make it through the problem. Friend, the Bible said in Hebrews 11:32-40. Turn over there with me. This is a lot of reading. Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 32 through 40. Say amen. You get that. Amen. The Bible said, if I read this wrong, you tell me. The Bible said, and what shall I more say? Is that your Bible says? Amen. For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, 
Stop the mouth of, of lions. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Wax valiant in fact. Turn the flat, the armies of the aliens. The Bible said women received their dead raised to life again. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. That they might obtain a better resurrection. The Bible said, and others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. These are saved folk. The Bible said, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. Could you imagine having to wear sheepskins and goatskins to hide from your enemy? But that's what they done. And the Bible said, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. The Bible said, they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all haven't obtained a good report through faith. Wow. Receive not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. All those people that I just read to you about in the Word of God tonight, they lived a life for the Lord. Every single one of them. And we see that in the first half that I quoted, we see the power of God help some of those people out. Then we see something take place in the other half, and we see that the power of God allowed these folks to have a good report through faith. Yes, they were beheaded. Yes, they were sown asunder. But yes, God was still yet working out things for His good. Why is that? Because these people were standing up for what they believed. And friend, all the way from the Word of God, from all the way to present day, because they stood, you and I can stand tonight, read the blessed book that we've got. Hey, no matter what we go through in these days, the power of God's always with us that are saved and born again. The power of God will not leave us. The power of God will not forsake us. Young Timothy was going to suffer some affliction in his land, but those afflictions were according to the power of God. Now listen, before the devil could bother young Timothy, the devil had to go to God. Say, God, I want to try this one today. And God had to give him permission, just like he did old Job. Same way with us. And when we go through trials and afflictions, we can always count on God that God is trying to work things out for our good and for His glory. Friend, Paul's words about affliction here were not words of a man who was sitting safely and securely in a place of peace and rest. He was in a jail cell. Amen. Remember that. It was nasty. It was fearful. And he was writing this letter to young Timothy and he could hear the sounds of his chains as he was writing this letter moving around. And Paul was not simply stating some little theory or fairy tale tonight. He was writing of a glorious triumphant and a personal knowledge of the truth tonight. Hey, many times Paul had been in jail. But the power of God was right there with him. Free him, listen. Even though he was in a dark jail cell right now, here he sits. He's writing this letter to young Timothy. And God is still yet working things through old Paul for the glory of God. Working out things for Paul for his good and our good tonight. What do you mean? Let me ask you a question. What if we had never gotten this letter put in our Bibles tonight? What if we were not able to sit here at church tonight and study this book? Friend, we've learned some things in, in the book of Timothy. We've learned how to have church in the book of Timothy. We've learned who to preach in the book of Timothy. We've learned 
who can teach Sunday school in the book of Timothy. We've learned who can be deacons in the book of Timothy. What if we'd have never had it? But Paul's in jail. God's still working for God's goodness and for God's glory. Hey, no matter what life might throw at us tonight, no matter what afflictions may come our way, right in the middle of it all, there's the power of God. Hey, things may not look too good sometimes. Paul's in a jail cell. I've never been to jail, and I hope I never have to be either. But Paul's in a jail cell, working out things for his honor and for his glory. God is through Paul. Friend, no matter what you might be going through, remember the almighty power of God is right there with you. It's not only with us here in this building tonight. The power of God will be with you at work tomorrow if you're saved. And as a matter of fact, tonight, it'll be with us everywhere we go. Friend, I'm glad that when I get down, I've preached on getting down here lately. Somebody must be down. Amen. But you know, we can go and be fine through the power of God. Child of God, don't worry. We're going to make it through. Amen. You say, preacher, that's bold words to say. Well, we are. Believe the Word of God. We're going to make it. Amen. And we win in the end. And hallelujah, that's where the power of God goes. Everywhere we go. And I want to thank Him tonight. No matter what we go through, we've got a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Paul's down there in a jail cell. Probably not getting a lot of food. Probably not getting much to drink. He might even be shaking as he writes this letter. But the whole time, he said, Young Timothy, I want you to be encouraged. Somebody's in the jail with me. Amen. Glory to God. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Brother Shane, if you will, sing us a song there, brother.